What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, Athletics.com. Today we're gonna to talk about the best exercises for your chest. However, there's a catch, and that is we can only use this, some dumbbells. Now look, I realize that there are some exercise options that would be really, really helpful if we had a barbell, but that's not the game here. And as a matter of fact, this isn't even a fantasy land scenario, because a lot of times guys out there that don't have a lot of training space find themselves training with just dumbbells. So what I wanna do is I wanna provide you with the best options for that. Now, we've covered other videos in this series. Namely, we did the shoulders that you're gonna to wanna to check out here. The idea there is I need at least some context. If I'm gonna play this game and make the best selections for you, I need to know what we're trying to train for. So just like we did in that video, we're gonna cover the best options for strength, power, hypertrophy, metabolic overload, a total body option, a corrective option, and then one that doesn't really fit any of these categories, and in the case here of the chest, it's actually trying to address the lack of adduction that we have when we're strapped with dumbbells as our only implement. But don't worry guys, I've actually got you covered there as well. So let's get it started guys, we're gonna break it down one by one right here first with strength. All right guys, so we kick it all off here with strength and the goal being progressively overloading the exercises that we're doing. Now we know that if we had access to a barbell, it would be a lot easier because we could take the barbell bench press, which should be the staple exercise option here if you have access, but we don't. That's not the rules of the video. What we have here is we need to substitute. Now look, before we make a jump to the dumbbell variation of a bench press, I wanna show you something else. Here's the way to dip. This is an exercise I like to use for progressively overloading the chest as well. Of course, we're actually involving some other muscles as well, but I can favor the chest by leaning forward more and making sure I keep my shoulder blades down and back. Okay, now, what happens when we make the substitution? If I go from a barbell bench to a dumbbell bench press, I actually run into a little bit of a problem. I'm never going to be able to press on an equal basis what I could with a barbell once I split those hands up and have dumbbells in each hand because the requirements of stability are normally what are gonna undermine our ability to press with as much strength as we actually have. You can see that yourself or probably experience that firsthand as you've tried to correlate a move from a barbell bench press to a dumbbell bench press. But let's reevaluate that dip. I believe there's a great opportunity here. We can take the weight that we load up here, which was plates, and replace them now with dumbbells. And I actually use a dog leash here, guys. It's a simple, no excuse way to do this. And you can see me wrapping the dog leash around and through the handle, around the dumbbell, and then to itself, and now you've got a perfectly weighted dip belt of any weight. It doesn't matter what I'm using, whether I'm using plates or dumbbells, so the, the ability to carry this exercise over from a plated option to a dumbbell option is a lot closer than what you'd expect by going from a barbell bench to a dumbbell bench. So for that reason, guys, I love the way to dip. It still gives me the chance to continue to add a slightly heavier dumbbell, keep the progressive overload coming, and keep those strength gains coming. All right, so if the goal of the strength exercise selection was one that you could progressively overload with the most weight and push as much weight as possible on, we need to do something different here when we're talking about power, and that is a speed component. What exercise could you move as quickly as possible without having to sacrifice necessarily the weight to a level that would be insignificant? Well, if I had my druthers, I'd actually do this. This is the sled push away that I had Antonio Brown do. And there's a key factor that's going on here that we wanna to try to emulate and bring across to our dumbbell selected exercise because it's critical for maximizing power development. And that is the ability to release the load that we're trying to accelerate. Because if I were to take a dumbbell and bring it to a dumbbell bench press and just try to move it as quickly as possible, as we reach full extension with those dumbbells, we're actually decelerating right at the end of each rep. That's exactly the opposite of what you wanna do if you're trying to maximize force development. They decelerate because they have to get us back and allow us to get back in a position to perform the next rep. 
However, we can take something very similar to what we did with the sled push away and translate it to a dumbbell exercise and actually not even use the dumbbells in our hands but simply as targets and that is the plyo tap that you see here. Here we're using our body weight as the resistance and trust me guys, this is not an easy exercise. If you choose dumbbells that are heavy enough, the height of those dumbbells will increase higher and higher because of the additional weight on those dumbbells. That makes you have to push off the ground harder and harder, more forcefully, more explosively, faster. Again, I tell you this is not an easy exercise. You have to push with a lot of force. You are not hindered, however, by having to hold anything. You push your body away from the ground with the roof as your only limitation, which I don't think you're going to be hitting. And the key here is that you perform them to a submaximal level. Don't take these to all the way till failure. Leave a couple in the tank, but maximize the force and the speed at which you push with, and I promise you the best gains from this exercise. All right, we move on now to hypertrophy, trying to build bigger muscles. Now look, you probably heard at some point, you don't need to get sore in order to build big muscles. And while that is absolutely true, at some point, you're going to have to. Because you're going to dry up with how much weight you can actually continue to load to the bar. Metabolic training alone, which we're going to talk about, is going to, at some point, become limited in its ability to overload your muscles because of the lighter weights that you use to perform those exercises. So at some point, to continue the growth and the gains coming, you're going to need to explore an eccentrically overloaded exercise option. And that is why I want to load you guys and arm you guys with the right one. And this right here is the eccentric floor fly. Now what we're doing is we're actually trying to eccentrically overload the chest. And we can do that with a fly. However, as I've said many, many times before, to protect the health of our shoulder, we don't unnecessarily have to get up onto a bench to perform the exercise. We can perform it on the floor and have the floor act as our safety net. The great thing is though, because we know we have a safety net for our shoulders, we can do this exercise with a lot heavier weight than we might usually use when we do a bench version of this. You probably heard people tell you, don't go heavy on the fly and you'll be okay. How about if we want to go heavy to create more eccentric overload? Don't worry about the fact that you're not flying back to the top. We'll cover the adduction in our later exercise selections. Get to the top and overload and lower slowly on every rep. Cheat the positive back up to the top by altering the position of your arms and this exercise will be an absolute winner for you when it comes to creating that eccentric muscle damage and ultimately more growth. So I just mentioned metabolic training as an option for building more muscle. However, it does require that you change your mindset a little bit because you can do this with a lot lighter weights. As a matter of fact, you have to do this with lighter weights. But the important factor here is that you know what to do with those light weights because light weights alone will not cut it. Light weights with an applied stress meant to increase metabolic stress inside your muscles is how you do it. So you'll see I choose the dumbbell bench press. Now it doesn't matter whether you choose the incline bench press or even the flat bench press as I'll show you in a couple seconds. It's how you do the exercise that matters the most. And to do this, guys, we want to revel in the burn. Find the burn and then figure out a way to revel in it, swim in it, stay there for as long as possible. That is what creates the spark for protein synthesis. How do we do it? Well, we perform this ladder style. Perform a single repetition of the bench press and then pause for a single second at the bottom of the rep. And then do another repetition and then hold for two seconds in the most difficult portion of the rep. We continue to add one second to the hold on every single repetition performed. You will start to burn here at some point pretty quickly. The key here is how long you can withstand it. I'm telling you guys, if you give in too soon, you're going to lose the benefits of this training. And again, I mentioned when it comes to metabolic training, how you perform it and how intensely you are able to stay within that exercise that matters the most. All right, this next one is a little bit challenging, and that is our total body exercise selection. How the hell are you going to train your whole body when you're training your chest? Now, some of the people might be thinking right off the bat, well, I guess a burpee could do it. 
But the fact of the matter is, guys, I think we have a better option, especially when you look at it in a different way. I'm not always trying to find the exercise that I can load maximally. I'm trying to find the exercise when I consider total body that I can have a maximum effect and impact on as many areas of my body as possible. And for that, I use the bench press up. Here, guys, what we're trying to do here is more on the lighter side of the weight. It's not about the weight we're using. It's about the requirements of our body to perform it. And you'll see very easily here that I need to be able to not just perform an incline bench press, but I need to be able to have thoracic mobility to keep those dumbbells up overhead. Think very similar to a Turkish getup. The Turkish getup is not necessarily programmed for any one specific purpose, but it's a great exercise for training our entire body how to get off the ground and utilize and, and synchronize the different segments to do that most efficiently. Well, we're doing that here with the bench press up. I try to get the dumbbells up overhead and then sit up while maintaining as much thoracic extension as possible. If you see those dumbbells caving forward, Either you don't have the ability to do the exercise at all, which means you need to work on your thoracic mobility a lot, or you've chosen too heavy a weight. Remember, it's not about the weight here. When I get into that position here, there is one other thing I can do. If I want to take it to another level and take it to one other segment, I would try to stand at this point. And again, we know that standing from this position, standing from a seated position, is very similar to standing as you would from the bottom of an overhead squat. And the criteria and the requirements for the thoracic spine to be able to do that properly become even more difficult. The idea here, guys, is as a total body option, you are training your chest, but more so, you're reinforcing some mobility and requirements that are going to benefit you in other areas of your training. Now we move on to our corrective exercise, guys, and the corrective exercises, just because they're small, are no less important. As a matter of fact here, once again, like we did with power, we're not using the dumbbells for an exercise or an overload. We're using them as an implement or a tool to accomplish something else, and that is a stretch on the pec minor. Now you're probably saying to yourself, who cares about the pec minor? I only want to develop my pec major. Guys, your pec minor is a very important muscle because what it tends to do is it tends to get tightened and short. And when it does, it can actually cause compression and thoracic outlet syndrome that leads to neurological and, and vascular issues down your arm, tingling, things you do not want to try to bring to your training at any point in time or even your everyday life. So we want to stretch this muscle out because when it gets tight, it tends to bring your shoulders up and forward. We know from the posture videos we've done, that is not something that's very desirable. So what we do is we position ourselves here on a foam roller with a very light set of dumbbells. And I start by having my arms overhead and then squeezing my shoulder blades back, down, and around. What I could do is get that retraction and that depression of the shoulder blades. At that point, I then lift my arms up out to the side and allow the dumbbells to sink lower than the elbow. That creates external rotation at the shoulder. Yes, once again, I've used that word, external rotation at the shoulder, because it is so damn important. If we combine these together, we're getting a nice stretch on the pec minor that we just want to hang out here for. Allow the weights to let you sink into that stretch. Try to stay here for 45 seconds or so. If you want to do this two or three times, even better. But you'll find that it really starts to loosen up your upper chest and more importantly, starts to help to reposition those shoulders back and down where they belong. And last but not least, guys, we have our miscellaneous category, right? That doesn't really fit in any specific category, but they're no less important and helpful to you. And when it comes to the chest, what we're really trying to do is come up with exercise options with dumbbells that allow us to adduct the arm, to take our arm fully across midline. Because we realize that the main exercises we use, like the dumbbell bench press or dips or even a push-up, aren't necessarily allowing us to do any of that. In order to get full chest activation, though, We've covered many times we need to be able to get that hand and arm across the center of our body. And you might think, well, 
a chest fly. He's going to go back to the fly again. Well, I already said I didn't like the fly on the bench, but we're not even going to use the fly on the floor here because as you see, you actually get limited to how far across the body you can get. At best, you're getting to midline. And even at the top there, you're not under resistance. So we have some other options. The first of which is this, and this is called a dumbbell UCV raise. And the idea here is to get that arm from a low and away position up and across your body. You'll notice that it actually follows the fiber direction of the upper chest, knowing that the fibers run from the clavicle down and out towards your arm. So if you can follow the fibers, as we always talk about here, we can get good chest activation as a bonus, upper chest activation, by bringing our arm up and across our body. And you can see how hard of a contraction we can achieve here. This is not about using a heavy, heavy weight. It's about achieving that contraction, that full chest contraction, by virtue of actually getting to full adduction in the exercise. And we have another option here too. We could take a low approach. And the low approach is holding the dumbbell down on our side and shrugging up and across our body so that the dumbbell sort of ends across and equal with the other pec. That's going to allow us to get the same sensation, feeling it more from the bottom up, but the fact is still we're getting adduction across midline with a dumbbell in a way that allows us to overload one of the key functions of the chest in the process. So there you go guys, there's the best dumbbell exercises you can do for your chest, and I'm even giving you some criteria and some context from which to perform them. Guys, look, it matters how you train. It matters what you're training for. If you're looking for a program that lays it all out step by step, we'll show you how to take whatever it is that you're training for and get you there the fastest and safest way possible. All of our programs are available over at athlinex.com. If you like this series, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what I'm gonna cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. And if you haven't already done so, guys, please click subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss a video like these in this series when they're published. All right, guys, I'll see you again soon.